And welcome to Brian and Eric Don't Belong Here. We're here every Friday night live on Mixler.com slash Brian and Eric talking about ghouls and ghosts and conspiracies and other weird things we find on the internet throughout the week. I'm here as always with my friend, co-host and colleague, Mr. Eric Brenner. Eric, what's going on, man? Nothing, dude. I'm still reeling from uh, our last episode when we dove pretty deeply into a dark, kinky rabbit hole. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, we talked about uh, a, a wife shitting in a husband, or a husband accidentally shitting into a wife's mouth. Other uh, way. Wife and- shitting into husband. No, wait, you're right. You're right. I was husband, right. Husband, wife, mouth. Yeah, yeah. And, like, not a uh, traditional urban legend or a conspiracy, but truly truly shaking <laughs> i'd like to spread that one around <laughs> yeah fuck fuck dog man how was your week uh, how you it been was, it was good it was pretty good coming up on the holidays feeling nice feeling fine we got secret santa stuff coming up feel, feel like that's a little bit of a pressure but uh right right it is oh yeah are, how are you doing with that i'm done already you I'm did done. i had an easy pick this year it's our so our office does oh yeah uh, you did have yeah, yeah our office has a yearly uh secret santa uh, coming up on the holiday season, and it's always a lot of fun. I always feel like I get uh, a name who I don't know, and I have to do a lot of research, and then it always turns out that they don't have a lot of hobbies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I kind of have to wing it. This year I got a real easy one, which is great. Some people don't have hobbies. I, I feel like every dad doesn't have hobbies. They slowly erode. Just the winds of time just... Blow them away. My dad's hobby is being left alone. Yeah, that's and a good one. Yeah, so like I don't always know what to do for for Christmas. Yeah. Um. I'm so you're having that. trouble with your I'm your secret Santa? Only because I don't want to spoil. I mean, the odds of this person ever listening to this podcast or whatever. <laughs> no one are, listens are to this podcast. Zero, which I it's that's a liberating fact. I like that. This is our space. <laughs> uh, it, he is the type of person with uh. He's quite an accomplished, intelligent fella, very funny guy, uh, and he has several very interesting hobbies and interests in which he is, like, he's very deeply involved. and inv- Like, he's a level nine black belt in all the shit that he likes, so I right. feel like as a newbie, like, you know, like, he likes anime and Japanese shit and, like, oh, strange- Oh, it's a bit like a parent trying. Strange snacks. Yeah, I'm worried that it's going to come off as condescending. Right. If I'm like, right. here's a fun, like, uh, Naruto cape. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. That's just like a dick move you, now. You, you, you like this, right? Yeah, exactly. You, do you yes. like this? Yeah, like trying to be supportive. The, <laughs> the lame parent trying to be supportive. Oh, that was, I was real into anime in fucking high school, and yeah. that was my parents of like. Yeah. 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 I remember, this is actually apropos of this podcast. I, as, a young, as a young man, like in elementary school, I was actually interested in magic, like the occult magic. Oh, okay. Like the real not ma- close up magic. No, well that too, but that's so that was a different, <laughs> even lonelier time. Uh, no, but like interested in like the occult, ma- like real magic, like spells. Like, is that real? And my mom for Christmas got me like, 
this like feminist Wiccan book of like woman spells. I was in like so fifth just grade. the the my fiance's like wet dream of a Christmas gift. <laughs> Legit, I'm gonna try to actually root around for this book for Emily because I think it might really be actually around. that would make some Christmas shopping real easy for yeah, me. If you can... see if I can, it's probably in my basement of my yeah. parents' house. Yeah, if you can sure. go ahead and get that, that would uh, that would solve some gift getting. There for was me. literally like blood moon magic. And I was like ten year like a ten year old boy, just like oh no, I've oh no, I can't wait till I get my period. Yeah, like literally, like li- that's really what it was. It was like a book about female puberty. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, that's they, they tried. They definitely tried. I, I hats off to the parents who are just fucking trying, like, man. Let's their, run with it. Let's their not... weird fucking kid. Yeah, it's not like my dad. Like he didn't like get me a football jersey. You know, it's right. like they try. They really tried to do the thing. That's sweet. Parents yeah. rule. Good job, parents. Mm-hmm. Um, how's the rest of your like Christmas season? Going, I mean, like, if you started Christmas shopping, if you know, I just Amazon everything. Yeah, and our corporate overlords are here. Yeah, I'm loving it. It's like Very at the end of the convenient. day, just you, people used to have to like go to the store. Yeah, and I'm, like that, get stuff. That's actually here's the thing: is like I think there's a lot of things about our our hyper modern existence that are terrible. Not having to go, like the fact that the internet has single handedly destroyed the big box experience is just a overall good i think uh, yeah i mean it it's own little fucking pandora's box of terrible but sure. also, ultimately man nobody man. Wa- i mean yeah it's a short nobody likes those jobs though right that are right. gone now i mean I, I hope those are those people who used to do that are doing something na- and not unemployed but like nobody liked those jobs like working black friday is a fucking it's a fucking nightmare it's horrible don't don't at me of like how we're wrong on this yeah <laughs> I hope uh, we have one. I hope we have one follower, and it's just an economist who's telling us how we're totally. Here's wrong. how. Don't yeah, now. <laughs> hello, I'm an economist. Here's how you're wrong on the Amazon Christmas shopping yeah. thing, and how that's <laughs> yeah, terrible. Yeah, 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 now yeah. back to the ghosts and magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come, yeah, come for the economic inaccuracies. Stay <laughs> for the spirits. Uh, let's see. Should we? Uh... Should we get into what what uh, we came down here for? To I'm, the stacks. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down to dive in. We're here in the stacks with uh, something of a modern day grimoire. Yeah. Um. So I, we were looking for something to talk about, and you came to me with this earlier this week. Yeah. And uh, we kind of you sent it to me. I bothered you about this before we before this we podcast have, was even a thing. You have sent this to me before. I do remember it. It is very striking. Yeah. And the thing about it is, so we kind of had a a loose plan of we were both going to read it and then yeah, talk yeah. about it today. Yeah. Uh, I got, I want to say, pages in before I went, I don't know what the fuck I'm this out. is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm out. And I tapped the fuck out. I think you need to actually read it. Not you, but anybody attempting to read this. You almost need to read it like a comic book. Sure. Like you need to be like, oh, here's this made up war. Like I like I compared it to uh, like a, uh, a tabletop RPG system. Right. Like you kind of got to leaf through it in that. Sure. Because you read those manuals. I do. I do yeah. quite a quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess so. This uh, this document, this grimoire yeah. you sent me earlier this week is called the Psychonaut Field Manual. Yeah. And the author of this is Arch Trader Blue Fluke. Yeah, I think he just goes by Blue Fluke on his like Deviant Art account for this. Okay, okay, and it's it's worth noting that uh, this document, this book, uh, forty four pages, including like cover and back cover. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a forty four page PDF. Yep. 
and it's uh, incredibly illustrated. It does, in fact, look almost like a comic book, and it's yeah. filled with uh, this incredibly designed art and uh, other and everything else is how do I phrase uh, nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I was gonna say everything else aside, regardless of how skeptical you are about this stuff, uh, Blue Fluke is an incredible artist. Uh, you, I, He's an amazing artist. Can't take that away from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, do you want to? So, it's called the Psychonaut Field Manual. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's cr- everything about this is kind of crazy. So what what it is, what he's done, what Blue Fluke has done is basically condense. So there's a, a lot of books and a lot has been written about, uh, I guess, a discipline or a, a school of magic called chaos magic. And what Blue Fluke has done is basically condensed all of it into a 44-page guide illustrated guide and chaos magic this is a this is a thing that people really like practice it's very popular it's like a very like celebrities are into it now i mean the guy like i know like henry's like the last podcast guys henry and marcus like do it interesting uh henry has credited his casting on heroes to chaos like a chaos magic ritual he did to like bend reality fascinating it's very funny it's kind you know what it kind of is it's kind of like you know the secret that book the secret yes that like manifesting your which desires. i only this year learned that's what it was i for all this time you i remember didn't the, know what the secret was well <laughs> yes what is the secret i mean no it's like i saw the cover and i just assumed it was some novel everyone was reading <laughs> I didn't realize it, it was does a fucking... kind of look like a Dan Brown book or something. It does. It does. It has like a, a wax like yeah. yeah, and it's it just looked like a fucking bad novel. Like it's about the pyramids or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. Uh what is the secret exactly? So the pre- I've actually never read the secret, but the premise of the secret, which is kind of a a popularization or a condensation of something called New Thought, which was pretty big around the turn of the century, last century, is this idea that your mind, your persistent thought patterns and your desires, should you uh, sort of invest them with enough intensity and focus, can actually change reality and manifest in, re- in reality. Interesting. So just sort of a... Will it into existence? Positive thinking. It's exactly it. That's okay. ex- it's positive thinking. And now there's a if you like if you if you put this on a spectrum, right? Like there's a there's a very rational, practical side to this, which is like if you want anything in the world, yeah, you have to know what it is, and you right. have to want it, and you have to do that thing. Like we right. wanted to start this podcast, so we were like, let's start the pot. Like right. we couldn't start this podcast unless we wanted to, and we had the that. secret. And that's the secret. We did it. <laughs> But then there's now, how a, do we manifest uh, people to listen to it? That's what we're working on, <laughs> Brian. That would actually be that would actually be such a funny, crazy, uh, appropriate experiment for this show if we use some of Blue Fluke's methods oh, to man, try to I, manifest an audience. I absolutely think that's what we're going to do now. I think we're, we have. You to. are going to explain this book to. You're going to give me the Cliff Notes version of this book because sure. let me let me once again stress: I cannot read this. Brian can't <laughs> read it. He cannot read it. It hurts his eyes. It's not. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, so, okay, and, and then so so the other end of the spectrum, away from the very practical, like, obvious stuff, like, and then, you know, like, professional athletes use visualization, right. like, that's a very kind of accepted, there's psychological studies on, on some of this stuff, that it is 
real, but in a very practical, right. non-magical way. The the sort of far end of this is like the the idea of it's like I want a Ferrari, so I write that down fifty times a day until it happens. You know, like it's sure. it's like a very specific materialistic outcome without right. necessarily investing any of the real world effort. Right, you would have to get like okay, well then you need a promotion and you need a new job and then you need to save up money and then you buy the Ferrari. It's no, it's more like no, the Ferrari will manifest like some my great uncle will die and bequeath me a Ferrari. That kind of gotcha, gotcha, that kind of deal. So, so it's kind of like it's. I think proponents of it would say that it's you're like kind of bending probability and chance in your favor. Sure. Via okay. this disciplined action of of thought and mind, got it, got it, got it, got so it. So that's got the it. secret. That's the deal with the secret. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, um, you, practically it makes sense. Of like, yeah, uh, I don't know about that other end of it of manifesting an uncle to die, but yeah. uh, don't kill your uncles. Don't with kill your don't, brain. Don't kill that's your uncles bad. with your brain for a Ferrari. Don't do that. <laughs> that's actually that sounds like the plot of a sick '80s movie. <laughs> The secret yeah. murder. This <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> guitar solo. A lot of Hawaiian shirts. Love it. Love it. Let's make that movie. Fuck this sure. podcast. What yeah, are we doing? We're out of here, po- guy. We're fucked up. What are we doing making a podcast when we have to be going back in time to making sick 80s movies? Yeah, printing out 44-page PDF chaos magic manuals. Not Idiots. to uh, not to throw you immediately under the bus, but I believe you've also printed this out in full color. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got that's what the office uh, ink supply is for. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I would never use office company resources. It's all good. For, HR's not listening to this. Sure, they, they sure aren't, Brian. <laughs> they sure aren't. <laughs> uh, okay. So I want to get into this book. Do uh, you know? Was there a specific point where you stopped? Was there a specific thing that you hit and you're like, ah, oh, that ripcorded you? Or was it just a general slow fatigue that set in? Chapter one, the introduction, or no, okay, so we've got an introduction, and then we go into chapter one, uh, which is level one, belief is a tool, and I was immediately like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, like, I start, that's when I start already skimming, uh, and then I get to- I would be very interested in Emily's opinion on all Yeah, this, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I will definitely talk to her about it. So after chapter one, I immediately kind of am in admittedly bad faith and start skimming. Sure. And then I hit stuff like, uh, uh, God, uh, Level eight, the second big spirit. So what is a local spirit? To fully grasp the answer, must you, you must accept that you are not your brain. You are software called the self-conscious. And I went, I'm done with this. I'm out. I'm out of here. <laughs> Very funny. My One of my favorite parts of your character is that if you are into something, you are whole hog into yeah. it. If you are not into you are the horse that can be led <laughs> to every body of water and will not drink. You will not drink a drop. It's That has been uh, an issue my entire life. <laughs> but it's a beautiful thing. Because when you're truly passionate about something, you soar like a dragon above the place. Oh, man. No, it's always been a thing of, like, if I'm not into it. And the problem is that. You can't it, fake it. That is reflected school. That is reflected work. <laughs> like, sure, sure. If I'm not into it, meh. I think you're just an honest human. You're just a. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that about you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, okay. So fair, fair enough. Did you did you enjoy the art? Did the art is, I mean, is it's pretty cool. Absolutely, very stylish. Um, very uh, unique style. 
a lot of naked angel types, but yep. uh, very, very neat. Yeah, sort of like uh, not asexual, but sort of I would almost like you can't quite tell what gender they are. It's a sort of weird celestial like sex entity. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's really, really cool. It's very cool. Uh, the lights in our studio just went out because they're on a timer. <laughs> I'm very afraid. <laughs> it is. No shit. Uh, we are currently uh, in the stacks of the New York Public Library, and the lights have, in fact, gone out. Yeah, in this like study room area. It's so truly spooky. So I'm going to get up and uh, trigger the motion center. Yeah, sensor. please do. Uh, Eric, please uh, vamp. <laughs> Vamp? What's a vamp? Not a vampire. Just talk. <laughs> oh, sure. I can definitely do that. So Brian is cr- is currently getting... It is so spooky in here. He's, like, lit only by the dim glow of a computer, and they're back on. Thank God. My heart my heart rate was just getting to dangerous levels. Um, we cracked a Coca-Cola. We're you back. Know, the lights are on. That was very scary. It's like, of course that had to fucking happen. It's we... uh. Our setup this week is a little upgraded. We have a yeah, topic have a that's cool interesting. Setup. We have a nice setup going. Uh, we found some equipment in the stacks, and yeah, like yeah, we're, yeah. we're giving it a run through. We're really excited some about that. And uh, the fucking timer on the lights just has to go out sometimes. Yeah, we found this kind of room sort of in the back. Because before we were just like literally at a table, hoping nobody would come by. Now we kind of found a found a room. Uh, I guess it's probably like it's almost like if you're ever in a school library, like a graduate study kind of room. But uh, yeah, but I guess the lights are on a sensor. So, yeah, it's I mean, I guess that's the the trade off for the seclusion we've afforded ourselves. Sure, 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 sure. Um, okay, yeah, so let's, so let's get it, let's get into this let's, dang let's thing. Let's finally get into this fucking thing. So I will say that he, to, to, to Blue Fluke's credit, he didn't really he, – he's kind of condensing what is already a thing. So the right. ba- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this because I'm no chaos magic scholar. I think it's a very, like, interesting cultural movement, but I, I'm not an expert. I don't practice it. I think it's interesting. Um, but the basic idea is – so chaos magic is almost like you take the, the positive thought stuff – and you kind of it you kind of wrap it up with the idea of like magical ritual except you throw out all tradition and you strip it down to its barest bones so they're just saying like you use ritual as a tool for belief to to create belief which will then create things in reality right okay and that's interesting because like the first chapter is all about kind of how belief is the most important like you have to believe in this or it ain't gonna work yeah it's all belief it's all it's basically like you're it's basically an attempt to manipulate the placebo effect but he, he would i think they would claim that the placebo effect can do some pretty crazy shit which is true i think so i think that is true um, most of the time the placebo effect though people don't know it's a placebo when they're taking it but but okay chaos sure. magic <laughs> sure 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 um so I guess um 
I guess, how would you respond to, because my initial thing was, uh, so the first chapter, uh, and like I said, this whole thing is laid out almost like a comic book in of itself, and it mm-hmm. has little cartoons and like dia- uh, dialogue bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm just going to read right sure. from the book. Sure. This is the yeah, fourth it. page of the PDF. Uh, any damned fool can operate any of the following tech, provided they believe that they can. Believe is not only the first tool you'll master on your journey, but also the most powerful. Faith moves mountains and shit. Call it imposition of the will, call it the placebo effect, call it the descent in the Magnus, regardless, magic works. And then it depicts, uh, the little cartoon depicts a, uh, a young woman uh, sort of in like a meditative pose, and she says, see, nothing is happening. See, I knew magic was bullshit. Versus uh, the woman uh, has like a little angel beside her and sort of a halo effect. Uh, and the versus is, holy fuck, this is awesome. I knew it would work. Uh, so my question is, mm-hmm. uh, do you feel it's a little bit of a, a gimme that like, oh, it didn't work because you didn't believe hard enough? Well, that that I mean, that's what's, interesting about chaos magic as an idea it's like the whole idea is that it's fake and true at the same time got it they don't claim i like i don't think someone who's really into this would claim that any of this is real but it's as real as you make it it's as real as the effect it has on your life Right, man, that's a real mind puzzle there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wrap, that's a, that's wrap a, your brain around that's that one. That's a fucking labyrinth, man, that yeah. I have hop, lost it, and the Minotaur in. is hot on my goddamn heels. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, like, if, if you go to any of the subreddits, of which there are a few, like, it's all about not taking yourself or any of this too seriously. Right. But finding ways to manipulate your own belief to create the outcomes that you're looking for. Sure. But it gets weird because some of the outcomes we're talking about are like visualizing or manifesting an entity, like an external thing. Right, 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 right. Because that's what later in this document, uh, we don't go from like, oh, I want to get a promotion, so believe it and put the work in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that. There is some, uh, what is, we have... Uh, the right hand of Eris. Uh, now sure. it's time to design, program, and execute a simple servitor and tarot decks. Um, dude, this all this stuff is uh, third eye artificing. <laughs> yeah, classic. That's that's your basic one hundred and one third eye artificing, right? Please, do you know anything about this? Let me. What page are you on? Uh, this is page eight of the PDF. Okay. So, uh, it uh, basically. There's a there's a segment here that reads visual glitches are a common side effect of awakening. You may experience brightly colored or shadowy images and or beings. Discerning whether or not these are astral or hallucinogenic is simple. If astral, you'll feel a sort of presence. Elsewhere, it's just meaningless gibberish. Uh, making these visualizations go away is equally simple. Drink some booze. Alcohol works by slowly shutting down the brain, starting with the higher functions uh, for brain superconscious. And working its way down to the lower functions, hindrance, subconscious. So a little buzz should be all that is needed to suspend any and all unwanted extracurricular visuals. This method also debunks the whole third eye equals pineal gland theory. As the pineal gland is a lower lower brain function, it must also be stated that tinnitus and shivering are fairly common side effects here as well. They come and go, but there is, to my knowledge, no cure or workaround for these symptoms. I'll, I'll say this. 
Blue Fluke is uh, he's real loose with throwing around the science. That's kind of the, uh, you know, kind of like internet hucksters where they just yes, throw yes, around yes, a yes, whole yes, bunch yes. of BS and just knowing you're not going to look this up on your own. Yeah, and it yeah, yeah. sounds legit enough. Well, what's funny is like, I, I guess the charitable interpretation of this is like clear. Like, I don't think there's really any uh, basis like scientific basis for what he's saying at all, obviously. But I think maybe like uh, to devil's advocate, like trying to take the chaos magician standpoint would just say, well, like scientific language and framework is just another framework of belief. This is very right. like, postmodern. Sure. Like this is very, right. this is like it's another framework of belief. So if this, so, so for example, in chaos magic, there's like, a spiritual explanation, a psychological explanation that you're just manipulating your subconscious, like a weird kind of shady quantum physics explanation where it's like, this is just like information in the universe and information acts on energy and matter and whatever. So you can sort of justify this on different levels and different sort of like systems of belief. And I think what they would say is use the, use whatever one and switch between them in a way that is most persuasive to you. Right. So you believe it the most. So it does something in your life. So what this means, I don't, I have no idea. (laughs) I have, I have zero idea. I don't know what a third eye glitch. I think what, like what he's talking about is basically you're, you're trying, you're like working on visualization. Right. As a thing, which is a thing. I mean, you can practice visualization. You can improve your ability to visualize things. Right. And I think he's saying if you work on that hard enough or too hard or too fast, you can start to see weird things in your visual field, which maybe is true. Right. I don't think it's a. I mean, like, are you seeing real entities? Is this like a four brain super? Like, no, I don't think I don't. Yeah, can we can we talk about the servitors? Sure, servitors. Are, that's an interesting. Concept. And like, this isn't <clears throat> this isn't deep in there. This is on page seven. Yeah, this is basic <laughs> shit, bro. This is the servitor is a basic. It it appears to be a uh, ritual using tarot cards uh, that will uh, summon summon a little guy to come help you out. So here's the deal with the servitor. Here's here's my understanding of how. Tell me fucking everything, dog. Let's get in here. So the so the so the so before servitors, even the more even basic thing, is something called like sigils, like sigil magic. Sure. And the idea of a sigil is you basically, you, it's this is where this is like the most direct connection to sort of like positive thinking, new thought, the secret. Right. You take your intention, your desire, whatever, you write it out as specifically and succinctly as possible. You eliminate all the vowels and all the duplicate letters, so you're left with a string of characters. Right. And, and then you, you you morph those characters. You sort of converge them, condense them, and create a symbol or a sigil. And that's depicted here in the, uh, in the book. Yes. So say we, like, want more listeners for our podcast. Oh, we're trying this. We make the sigil for that thing. We're doing this. And then there's different ways of activating the sigil. Uh, some people will, like, 
burn it. Some people will, like, literally, like, come. Like, there's a whole, like, sex magic. That's what, unless podcast on the left, Henry Zabrowski talks about that. All right, all right. He, that's how he, like, he, that's what he credits getting his role in Heroes to, is, like, making a sigil for it and, like, jerking off on it. <laughs> Fucking unreal. <laughs> I mean, hey, man. You like you come into work on Monday, you're like a millionaire. You like won the lottery. <laughs> it's like, I uh, had a lot of tabs open over the weekend. <laughs> really, Emily was gone for 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to L.A. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm rich now. Yeah, Fucking rich, demon rich. made it happen. A cum uh, demon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, I get you. Yeah. Okay, so. To just not lose the servitor track, right? Right. So this is like you manifest you you basically and and the I'm gonna go with the with the psychological explanation for this stuff. Great. Great. Just because I think it's the most familiar. I'm not saying I believe it or it's plausible, right. but I think it's like the the thing that is most relatable. Great. So the idea would be that what you're doing is you're clarifying what you actually want to happen, and then you're sort of implanting this thing in your subconscious mind and trying to forget about it it's important one of the characteristics of the sigil is that it shouldn't actually like it's you're not actually spelling out the the desire you're you're transforming it into like an abstract shape or symbol got it and then you're forgetting about it and the idea is that you're kind of implanting it in your unconscious mind so now your brain is like working on it in the background it's like if you go to sleep thinking about a creative problem and you wake up in the middle of the night and you've like solved it or you sure, think of the ending sure. of the story it's it's that kind of mechanism i think that's at play now a servitor is almost like uh, as as it's described in here it's almost like a sentient sigil it's almost like you're installing a simple piece of software in your brain so if a sigil is like a, a lens you can attach to your subconscious that's now looking for specific opportunities to manifest this desire. So it's like, oh, you want to find a new girlfriend or you want a new job. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're paying more attention to LinkedIn. You're doing whatever. Right. A servitor is, is almost like a more complex thing. Like say you make a servitor that's like, I want to um, – be more confident or i would like to turn i don't know fucking like negative energy directed at me into positive energy it's a, it's almost like a uh a, a thing you're implanting in your subconscious and here it's described and depicted as like an actual entity that's following you around kind of like doing this thing for you right, all the right. time like a little robot or a drone right. like following you around you can almost visualize it as like an algorithm that's running in your subconscious that's a little more complex than it's like it's almost like a behavior rather than one specific outcome sure so that I, that's i that's what and so what he's doing in here which is pretty brilliant and this is echoed in other like chaos magic literature and shit is the idea is to make these things as like it's like making a character in D D. Like you're not just like I have like a level one rogue elf and what like <laughs> you give things a backstory, you give it texture, you give it a little more emotional sure, resonance, so sure. you believe in it more. That's interesting. That so that I think that's kind. Does that make does that make that sense? makes sense? That makes sense. Um, which makes the next part more interesting to sure. me. Uh, <clears throat> so in explaining, uh, let's see. So the literal. Uh, 
I'm just going to read directly from the book again because a lot of it is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in talking about this uh, cum demon, uh, the book does not uh, talk about the coming as much. But <laughs> Cum demon is the next uh, edition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is talking about the little sigil creature that will help you. Yeah. Uh, close your eyes, enter a state of gnosis, and visualize your sigil. Imagine it as a living being whose sole purpose is to cheerfully complete its given task, uh, which for us will be marketing this podcast. Sure. Uh, do this exercise for as long and as often as you can for at least a week. When out and about your daily life, imagine it following you around, either behind you or just out of sight. Try to feel its presence. For simple servitors, it's important to never get attached. Don't assign a name, voice, or personality to them. Yeah. Uh, so the segment after that is, uh, it's headed delete. It is vital. Vital is, uh pronounced in the text uh, that once your servitor has completed its task that you delete it if you fail to do so it will grow become resentful and possibly turn on you deletion is simple ignore it since your attention is uh, is its food by giving it none it starves to death this is why you never assign a personality and such to mm. do otherwise may grant it sentiency and it would be cruel to both the servitor and you. What's that about, dog? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. This is where, like, this is where we get, like, this is where it gets so interesting to me, where it's, like, it's literally uh, it's, uh, a set of kind of, if you're a skeptic like I am, it's a set of made-up rules that have, like, that are fascinating to read and have an, like, I literally right. read this like a, like a D and D manual, right? Like I, right. I think this is as real as like reading about D and D lore. All real. Of the Forgotten Hunt. Realms yeah. are real, They're super real, super real. Um, so it's as fascinating and well written and coherent and and hangs together and has like internal consistency, but is as real as that to me. Sure. But with that said, there's still like analogies to psychology that I think are useful. Yeah. In it. So what is that about? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say from like to take the charitable interpretation, maybe it, it would be something like uh, a behavior that you start in a well-intentioned way becomes compulsive or becomes an, an obsession or becomes neurotic in some way. Or, I mean, but maybe that's just a very like vanilla way of putting it. Like, I, I think maybe... Uh, Blue Fluke actually feels like these become sort of runaway. Yeah, it'd be so interested in talking to this guy. I would. I've messaged him on Facebook. I, he we actually spoke in the past. He hasn't returned it before. Well, before we ever did this, when I first like stumbled on this, I was like, yeah. "This is crazy." Can you tell me more <laughs> about this? Very nice guy, intelligent, well spoken. Um, I haven't heard from him recently. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. You know, he listened. I think I think he may have listened to our podcast. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's it's tough. Of like, <clears throat> I'm coming from it from a certain. I'm. We're also doing a comedy show here, and it's yeah, hard yeah, to yeah. like not. Uh, uh, it's it's. It has a certain tone when the person's not here to defend it, you know? Totally. Yeah, I don't want to be dismissive. And a lot of Right, people, and I'm not trying to be at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you are. I and I want to I guess I want to give it a fair shake while also being honest about 
what I think of it or where I'm right. coming to it from. Right, absolutely. Uh, it's kind of it's a kind of a weird balance, especially when we're hoping to get people to come onto the show and talk about it. Exactly, and yeah, and and I think, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. And I mean, one thing to their credit that is a big part of sort of chaos magic culture is people challenge you to try it. They're like, sure. prove it wrong, try it, do it, see right. if it works for you. Right. Do it and do what works for you. Discard everything that you think is bullshit. Do what you believe. Do what works for you. See if you can make something weird happen in your life. Sure. You sure. Know? I mean, I, I mean I, I'm part of it. Go, yeah. Let's have a little. Uh, let's have a little demon in charge of marketing. Dude, ha- <laughs> imagine we had a marketing demon. That would be uh, awesome. Yeah, I will say uh, we might have uh, our, our our jobs might be in trouble if our jobs are already in trouble. Our industry sure. Const- like, just constantly. constantly teetering on the brink. Um. Don't go into internet publishing. No. Uh, Bad idea. It's always dangerous. Turn back. Um, but, yeah, if why why don't all companies just have little employees of <laughs> demons? Well, here, so actually. I this, keep using the word demons, even though maybe that's not right. Doing a fun hand puppet motion. <laughs> here's a, here's a, a really interesting. This is actually one of the most interesting uh, angles that Chaos Magic takes is that they consider i think many of them would consider advertising and branding specifically as an inherently magical thing hmm. that like that lo- especially corporate logos are functionally like hyper powerful public sigils i mean that makes sense that are you think getting about that you way. to do a thing sure sure yeah that checks out which just is genuinely, not even in a, like a mystical way. Yeah, that no, is like what those do. There's <laughs> aspects of this stuff that is just like, oh, that is true. Right, right. Like what we were talking about. It's like, well, you can't make something happen if you don't know what you want to happen. That's true. And you can't imagine it or visualize it. It's not going to happen unless just purely by accident. Right. Um, so that uh, we, we mentioned egregores. On the last podcast, we were talking. What the fuck? Remind me what the fuck that is. So you were like, I don't know what that is. So in egregore, he talks about egregores in here. Egregores are basically. I'm gonna way oversimplify this. Do but it. Egregores Do are it, almost like a per chaos magic parlance, or like a sigil that sort of gains sentience and takes a, takes on a life of its own via the attention of many people. So, like, the Nike swoosh now has its own... I mean, there's, like, a corporate-branded identity sure, behind this thing. It's a thing. It's got its own aura and a set... You can tell me what the values that Nike comprise. You know what Nike is. It has a yep. person. It has a corporate personality. It, it controls billions of dollars. Like, it's all over the world. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And it's gained power via our attention. Right. It All of these things exist because we agree that they are a real thing. You're not wrong. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Fuck. 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 Let's talk about God forms. Sure. <laughs> let's do it. I'm just flipping through. the. Yeah, uh, I mean, you could land on any page and just say that, like, everything I, in here is a mind blower. 
I'm just I'm just literally flipping through stopping and it's just like we gotta talk about this for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh okay, so a god form is a sentient personification of a specific aspect of the brain and a correlating nerve cluster, i.e. circuit, chakra, or sephirot. So let's so I'm gonna st- so that sentence is a great example, kind of 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 all the ways that chaos magic fucks around. Right. So can you read that one more time? Yes. A god form is a sentient personification of a specific aspect of the brain and the correlating nerve cluster, i.e. circuit, chakra, or sephirot. Okay. So what he's doing there is referencing like four different systems. So one thing I think you probably would not disagree with, which and I don't disagree with, which is the idea that, say, like, gods or religious archetypes are probably, in at least in some sense, are just literally representations of either aspects of our personality or aspects of the human sure. personality. So, like, sure. lust or rage or fear, whatever. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. So he's saying these god forms correspond to parts of the brain that sort of mimic these states, these sort of super states. Right. Whatever. Uh, And then he's describing that to nerve clusters. And I will say this. This is kind of crazy. So, like, a lot of traditional medicine systems that, like, so, for example, like Ayurveda, which talks about, like, the chakra system, which is, like, points in your body, the eight the eight points in your body. That right. There are actually, and and uh, which Chinese medicine does this a little bit as well with acupuncture and all that, there are actually, like, nerve clusters in your body, sort of like, I don't know, uh, big, large junctions where a lot of nerves and things right. connect. Right, It's They have it outlined here, actually, on the page. They have it listed here as the eight circuits of consciousness. So that's that's blue flukes kind of he takes all of these systems like ayurveda which has like the chakras and then there's also in like kabbalah and and jewish mysticism there is like there's an an anatomical aspect to this where they look at the body and the same thing like in alchemy they look at the body and corresponding parts correspond to different different aspects of yourself but then also different kind of like levels along the mystical path and he's kind of condensing all of this into one set. It would be like if you took eight different role-playing systems <laughs> and pulled out the central themes in all of them. Sure. And you're like, okay, well, we've got attack. We've got defense. You can dodge. You can have intelligence. Like, and just sort of made a meta system that you could then reapply right, within right. a specific context. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that's what he's, that's what he's doing there. So I, I think what he's saying with the god forms is, like, it's a way to invoke – a specific state of mind and attributes. I'm actually not, I don't know what page you're on. Uh, page 26. But what, so what else does he say there? Okay. Uh, so continuing on, uh, by lavishing it with devotion, you are pumping enormous amounts of attention, i.e. food to this God form. In doing so, this area expands and it's greatly enhanced. Think of it like a muscle. The more you flex it, the better it becomes. So, for example, if you worship Thoth, in your literary sk- your literary skills would level up. As before, the model used will be based on the eight circuits of consciousness, but you can use it. You, you can use whatever system. And I quote: "Rock sores, your sock sores." 
very uh, internet friendly. It's very, he like definitely slips into like super geeky hacker speak. Hacker speak of like 2004. It's, yes, <laughs> hacker speak of the movie Hackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a movie. Great, great movie. Great movie. Excellent movie. Holds up. Holds definitely up. not a product of its time. It's a it's a documentary of how hacking works, IRL. In fact, Hackers is the only movie I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah, I, that's day. all I watch. I say I'm watching a different movie. Yeah, I'm like, what do you watch? Oh, I watch like Netflix. I'm just watching Hackers. It's over and over well, again. it's it's actually it's the it's the witch's curse of every uh, every movie that I own just becomes a DVD copy of Hackers. It's like the Midas Touch, but Hackers. Yeah. The hackers I just touch. you know you buy uh, the special edition Blu-ray. Uh, Lord of the Rings extended edition four DVD or like four discs. Yeah. Boom! You open it up. It's fucking five. F- not even four. It's five DVD copies one. of Hackers. You get an extra one just for your hubris. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You flew too close to the sun. You got hacked. I gotta see another movie. You Eric. got fucking hacked. I can only I don't see know Hackers. You've been cursed, Brian. You can only watch <laughs> Hacker. And I'll be watching a movie that's not Hackers, but Brian will only it's see. Still hackers. just Hackers. It's just Hackers to you. <laughs> what a strange. That would be a uh, fate among fates. I don't know. I feel like you would just read books. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But but it's just the the literary the book adaptation of Hackers. <laughs> it's still just an, all entertainment is a DVD copy of Hackers. It's just an audio only Hackers. God fucking all, damn it! All media. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah. So well, that that was a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, he'll do that. So Hackers. We're talking about Hackers. The Hackers Field Manual. Um, no. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so so here's an interesting thing, too. So, so to compare this, are we allowed – is it kosher to kind of talk about um, and com- as a point of comparison some of the stuff that Emily is into or, like, Wicca or – not Emily specifically, but sort of – uh yeah, she's not here to tell me whether or not what we're talking about. Yeah, is and I right don't want to assume anything about what. But say, but say, say, Wick, say, or say, like I don't know the fucking Alistair Crowley stuff, which is a different thing than Wicca. Like these different traditions have a very specific symbol set. Right, right. It's like you're either talking about the Egyptian gods, or you're talking about, or like if you're doing like esoteric Christianity, you're talking about things in terms of like. Uh, angels and devils and God and what this would say and what this manual would say is like just pick a thing like it could be Batman like and they literally say like use superheroes if that's what resonates with you interesting like be, invoke Batman the lights gonna go again the lights are gonna shut off again too spooky too spooky for me I saved it I saved it you nailed it uh, what a fucking nightmare dog <laughs> I kinda like it it adds a sense of urgency <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so that I I think that's what it's it's always it's like method acting, sure, in a way a weird kind of method acting larping yes, slash, yes. but it's real but it's not maybe and it's, it's fine like <laughs> as real as you want it to be or yeah. as you think it will be. So interesting! It's a fascinating. It's one of those things that is like you think you 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 come in not you but one comes yeah. in ready to completely dismiss it. And then you kind of keep encountering concepts where you're like, well, I kind of see how that. Right. And it was like everything you've been able to kind of justify. I'm like, all right, I can kind of. Like, there's definitely more outlandish claims. Right. Especially in terms of being able to, like, manifest entities. I actually have a crazy story about chaos magic that was told to me 
Uh, please, please, please. Do you want to hear it now? I want to hear it so fucking bad right now, Eric. You are, gotta... you f- are you familiar with Pump's Gentlemen's Club? Uh, in, in that Bushwick. is a, um, I believe, an establishment where they serve alcoholic beverages and people get naked. This is correct. Uh, I used to live around there, um, and I was talking to a young lady who who worked there, uh, who was a dancer there, and she had some. She was either wearing like a ring or had a pen. She had something on her that was an occult symbol. I think it actually might have been. So Chaos Magic has like an emblem, which is like the star. It's like the eight-pointed star of chaos, whatever. And I recognized it. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. Are you into the occult? She, she, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what it was. And we got talking. And she started telling me about she used to practice and be super into Chaos Magic. She used to live down in Florida because, of course, she did. <laughs> and... Uh, and she started telling me about how her and her friends started fucking around with this stuff. Uh, and they started messing with sigils and all this crazy stuff. Um, and they did. They literally did the thing where they wished for the car. They literally wished for a they car. They wished for a car. Got a car. They got the car. They got the car. There was a string of things before the car, like smaller material possessions. That they were that they were trying to acquire. That Did they, they each get a card? No, they, they get the one, one card. card. <laughs> they got one card. I don't even remember where it came from, but it was like a weird thing. It was like the classic, like not even like they saved up and they bought the car. They got a raise. It's like they came into possession of a car. Either a friend gave it to them, or it was like whatever. Something okay, weird. Bad stuff starts to happen to them, culminating in one of the friends who's in the car with a bunch of the other friends driving it and getting into a massive car accident. Yikes. And the friend who's driving dies. Yikes. And so she was like, I do not, like, she's like, it's 100% real. I don't fuck with it anymore. It freaks me out. I moved to New York. Now I'm a dancer, and I don't do magic anymore. Is is that, I feel like the, at least from what I'm seeing, the book doesn't really dive into that of like the downsides of this of the, the bad things negative. that could, have I mean, you heard people, about do you know much about that people will talk about be that like i think one thing that that people will say is that the universe has like can have like a dark sense of humor it's like a be careful what you wish for kind of thing like there's there's tales of like oh you wish for just like a blanket sum of money and then you get in a very bad accident and you get a health insurance payout. That right. kind of, those kind of warnings. Um, gotcha. Uh, and then there's also the warnings of just like, you're fucking with your brain. Right. So you can go crazy. Sure, sure. If you start to, I mean, and I could see a world where you make yourself delusional. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And this is also fundamentally about, I mean, you could beautiful mind yourself very easily because this whole thing is about seeing synchronicities and coincidences everywhere. Right. And so you could start to see patterns where there are no patterns. And that's the thing. The human mind makes patterns. It's its whole job. Exactly. (laughs) And so this is all a giant play on that. Right. So, like, say you you make a sigil. You want to have a girlfriend. You want to meet a beautiful girl. And then next week or two weeks later, three weeks later, you do. You cross paths with a girl in a coffee shop. You guys make eye contact. You hit it off. And now you're dating. Was that the sigil? Was that just life? Would that have happened anyway? Did right. it somehow affect things like you could go? There is no way to know. Right. And that is the the magic of it, I guess. I guess you're right. I mean, that's. 
it is wild. It is wild that notion of if you get into sort of practicing this, you don't really know. You don't know. You don't know. You can't know. Maybe strange stuff starts to happen. I mean, that's why it kind of freaked me out, dude. After we started this podcast and we started like focusing on the occult and talking about the occult and it's like started getting weird late night knocks at my door. Things, some things did start to happen that were weird. Right. That seemed correlated to this show. Right. But on the other hand, maybe they would have happened anyway and I just wouldn't have thought anything of them if right. we weren't doing this show. That's, yeah, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? You know, like did this show somehow cause those things to happen or attract them into my life? Or are they just random occurrences? Or are they just nothing? And th- and you don't know, right? If and- we if we do this ritual, do uh, do does a little demon get us a billion followers, or do you just start charming personalities? Do exactly. it for us. You never know. Who's gonna you know? know? I mean, the only I guess the only way is like a is just like a purely negative result. But then we could be like, well, we didn't believe in it, so right. didn't you right. know? Right. Man, it's not proof. It's why you can't like test placebo things. Right, right. Because there's nothing quantitative about be- subjective belief. Right. Fuck. Fuck. It's what a, really interesting. What a weird nebulous note to go out on. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, man, I feel like we just. I feel like we got to get an expert in or someone who has. I would love to talk to someone who actually does this stuff and knows what they're talking about or someone who studied it. Yeah, just Because somebody... I just scratched. I find it an interesting subject intellectually. I don't do this stuff. I think it's neat. I think this art is very cool. I yeah, think I, th- I think awesome. I, we got to do another Chaos Magic show and like we got to talk to an expert on it because I'm, I'm fascinated by it. But we're just two geese just squawking at each we're other, just like Love just asking each other questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a goose? Is this a feather? I'm very itchy. Is this my sweater? I don't know. Can I take it off? No, it's a, I'm a goose. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Eric. Did you know that we have a Twitter? We do. You know, we do have a Twitter. We do have a Twitter. Uh, if you want to tweet at us anything, just you know, tell us about your day or or tell us just stuff. Uh, you can find us at Brian and Eric Pod Brian and on Eric Pod. Twitter. Uh, we're also, I, I don't know, I don't know if you knew this, Eric, uh, we're live every Friday. Uh, we're live every Friday? Every Friday. God. Most Friday. Yeah, most Fridays. Most Fridays. As, yeah. Uh, uh, on Mixler.com slash Brian Eric, we, we have a chat room yes, and, uh, you can, you can chat with us. Like nobody did tonight. That's okay. It's a Friday night. It's, it's a Friday fine. night. I get it's it. Friday night. What I get are you it. doing? What are you, what are you doing? Probably stuff. Yeah. Probably stuff. Here. That's okay. I get outside. it. I get it, but it, but if you want, if you have nothing going on, you should. It would be cool. We will talk if you talk to us. We'll talk to you back. Definitely, chat, absolutely. Sure. We've done it before. You look at our yeah. earlier episodes. You yeah, can watch them. I mean, listen to them. Well, yeah, I mean, watch them too. You can just sit there and look at the album art. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> uh, let's see. We're on iTunes and we're on SoundCloud. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's see. Our music is from purple-planet.com. That's our ambiance music. And our intro and outro are by Morris Black, who you can find on Spotify and his website, uh, where you can buy his stuff. Uh, anything else? Any any final thoughts, Eric? Here, I got one. I'll put this one out into the Hit universe. It. Hit that it. would be sick if we got a logo done by uh, Blue that would, in fact, be sick. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Let's put that out there. Yeah. Let's get a little... Just throwing it out into the ether. Little, little demon. Good vibes. No demons, man. I'm scared.
No, no D. Okay, uh, a sigil, a, a walking sigil creature who we can't feed attention and we won't name and won't give a personality. There we go. Uh, Andrew WK, we're coming for you, buddy man. Hang in there, pal. We're, we're coming to Michigan. We're going to find you. We're gonna-